So John 1, 35 to 46. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. The next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Now, I wonder if you've ever been in the situation where you've been sitting relaxing, perhaps watching a, a bit of your favourite television show, Escape to the Country, Homes Under the Hammers, whatever your favourite thing on Netflix is or all these other streaming services, and you're just settled in, you've sat on your couch, and then you hear your name being called. And it could be your wife, husband, partner, more likely your children, daddy, dad, dad, mum, granny, whoever it might be. And you hear your name being called and you groan inwardly in sight. And through gritted teeth, you call back, what is it? What is it? And you hear the reply, come and see. Come and see. And again, you groan inwardly inside and you huff, you puff, because you've just settled down. You've got your favorite television program on. You've just made your cup of tea and now you're being disturbed. And you have to get off the sofa and go and see what is the matter and what is going on. Now today, as you've come to the church service here in West Kilbride, perhaps a little bit like that. It's early on a Sunday morning, and maybe you've come willingly to our service today, or maybe you've come just a little bit reluctantly. But the fact is, you've come, and you're here, and you're very welcome. Now, of course, when you're summoned off your sofa in your house to see something, probably by your children, your grandchildren, sometimes it isn't worth it, is it? They call you off your couch and they say, come and see this. And you go through and it really isn't very worthwhile at all. 
And so you're really indignant. He called me off the sofa just to see that. And so in your slightly indignant state, you go back to your sofa. Sometimes, of course, it is worthwhile. Now in our passage today in John's Gospel, we see two of John the Baptist's disciples who hear John say about another person passing by, Luke, the Lamb of God. Now that person, of course, was Jesus. And so these two disciples who formerly were disciples of John the Baptist, they start following Jesus. And literally, they follow Jesus. And Jesus must sense them doing this. He must sense that they're they're literally following him. And so he turns around and he says, what do you want? Now when you think about it, that isn't a terribly promising introduction to Jesus, is it? If you came to our church service this morning and the person on the door said to you, what do you want? I'm not sure you would want to come back, would you? I don't think you necessarily would have stayed for the service. But Jesus genuinely wants to see, well, what do these two people want? He's checking their motivation. And they reply to him, where are you staying? Now in that culture, in the Middle East, that was kind of code for, uh, we want to be your followers. We want to be your disciples. We want to learn from you. And so Jesus says, come. Come and you will see. And so these two disciples do go with Jesus and they spend the day with him. And I guess we can glean from that 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 during that time when Jesus has spent the day with these two men, uh, that Jesus taught them. And obviously this had some effect on these two disciples, spending time with Jesus. Because what we need to notice this morning is what these two disciples do. One of the disciples, as we've already looked at with the children, is called Andrew. And he goes and he finds his brother. His brother is Simon, Simon Peter, who is a fisherman. Indeed, we're told that this is the very first thing that Andrew does. Once he's spent some time with Jesus, what's the first thing he does? He goes and gets his brother. And the reason that he does this is because he's excited about Jesus. What does he say to his brother? We have found the Messiah. And he brings Simon to Jesus. Now, if Andrew were not excited about Jesus, he would never have brought Simon to Jesus. But he does. Because he believes that Jesus is the real deal. Now, the next day, Jesus is leaving from Galilee. We see that in our passage. And he seeks out Philip. Now, I think it's a fair assumption to say that Philip was one of the two disciples that Jesus had spoken to the previous day. And Jesus says to Philip, come, come and follow me. But before Philip does so, what does Philip do? Well, Philip goes and he finds his friend who's called Nathaniel. Now, Philip clearly also thinks that in Jesus he's found someone really special. And he says as much to Nathanael. We have found the one who Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote. We found Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now in some ways, if you look at this part of the passage, 
It's as though Nathaniel has been summoned from his sofa, like we sometimes are. Because what is Nathaniel's reaction? Nazareth. Can anything good come from Nazareth? It's like us when we're summoned from the sofa. You got me off the sofa for that? You see, Nathaniel might have been excited that it may be the Messiah that Philip has found. But from Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? It's a poxy, small place. No one good comes from Nazareth. And so the implication when Nathaniel's saying this is, oh, you've disturbed me for this, Philip? But look at what Philip does. Philip's not put off, like, oh, sorry, Nathaniel. You know, you're quite right, Nazareth, terrible place. There's no way the Messiah could ever come from there. That's not what he does, is it? What does he do? He says, come and see. Come and see. Now as we come to the service this morning, I want you to see first of all that it's Jesus who issues an invitation. The disciples show some interest in following him. And when he discerns that they are genuine, that they're following him for good reason, Jesus says, come. Come and you'll see. And then the next day... Before Jesus goes off to Galilee, what does Jesus do? He calls Philip to come and to follow him. Now the invitation that Jesus gives to the disciples here is the same invitation that he gives to each one of us. To come and to find out. To find out more about him. Now in turn, when when Philip and Andrew start following Jesus, I want you to note that they are excited about following Jesus. Sometimes when we come to church, we come and it's mighty boring, isn't it? And I say that when I'm the preacher. (laughs) You think, well, what have we done? Because when you look at the Bible, it's exciting. Because it's about God. It's about God's love. It's about God sending His only Son into the world as a Savior of the world. And Philip and Andrew are so excited about finding Jesus that they don't just think, oh great, I'll just follow Jesus for myself. What do they do? They go and call others. Simon Peter, Nathaniel. Now Simon Peter is probably much more willing than Nathaniel. We don't really know that from the passage, but it seems, you know, Andrew goes to Peter, Peter says, great, and off they go. Nathaniel, hmm, Nazareth, not quite sure. But what we need to see is that both Philip and Andrew went out of their way to invite others to come and to follow Jesus. Now, this morning you might have come to our service willingly. You might have come a little reluctantly. But the invitation that Jesus gives to the disciples is the same one he gives to us. To come and see. To come and find out. And if you're a Christian... And you're called to invite others, to invite others to come and see. You see, if you find something wonderful, it's worth inviting other people to see, isn't it? It'd be awfully selfish to keep it to yourself. You see, on that odd occasion when you're sitting on the couch and you're watching Holmes Under the Hammer and you've made your nice cup of tea and someone says, come and see, and you're like, oh, I don't really want to. But on occasion... When you're called through to the kitchen or the bedroom or wherever it is, you're really glad that you, oh, I wouldn't have wanted to miss that. What a brilliant thing. 
be awfully selfish to keep it to ourselves, wouldn't it? If we believe that we have found the Messiah, if we believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the bringer of forgiveness, the bringer of life, the bringer of hope, the bringer of peace, then we're called to share that good news. And if you're here today, perhaps reluctantly, wondering whether all this is worthwhile, well, our hope and our prayer this morning is that you'll find that it is. You see, who knows what Nathaniel was doing when Philip comes to him all excited. But all we know is, to begin with, he's skeptical. Nothing good can come from Nazareth. And he goes to see Jesus reluctantly. If you look at the end of that passage, you'll understand that when Nathaniel encounters Jesus, his life has completely changed. As he understands who Jesus truly is, the Messiah, the Son of God. So I want to say to you today, what about you? Is it time that you did a bit of searching? Is it time that you got off your sofa, so to speak, and came to have a look to see who Jesus is, what faith is all about? When you do that, you might find that it's all worthwhile. You see, when you were invited along today, our hope and our prayer was not that you came and saw a service necessarily, or that you were captivated by the church. We hope you've enjoyed being at church this morning. But our prayer is that you have an encounter with God. Our prayer is that you have an encounter with Jesus. You see, you come today and you've been searching in your life. Some of the disciples in the story had been searching. They, they had been waiting for a Messiah. Remember, the people of Israel in that time, they were under oppression from the Romans. They'd been waiting for a deliverer, waiting for a Messiah, someone who would redeem them. And now they believed that they had found him. And maybe in your life, maybe you've been searching, searching for, for more in life, searching for, for peace in your soul, searching for, for meaning in life, searching for hope. And maybe you've tried other things, and nothing particularly is satisfied, really. Let me tell you something. Some of those things that we do try do satisfy for a short time. I want to say to you with conviction this morning that Jesus will satisfy forever. Forever and ever. And that's the testimony of many people here in this place today. You see, when you look for other things or look at other things to satisfy your soul, you're settling for second best. Because Jesus is the true satisfier of our soul. So I ask you this morning, is Jesus the Messiah? Is he the Son of God? Is he the hope for your life? I simply ask you this morning, come. Come and see. Come and find out. And you too, your life, might be changed as Simon's was, and Nathaniel's too. Shall we just pray together? Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word to us this day. And we thank you for the excitement of uh, Philip and Andrew, who after they had spent time with Jesus, had begun to understand something of who he was. That they believed he might be the Messiah. And they were so excited, they didn't want to keep that to themselves. But they wanted to share it. They wanted to share it with family members and with their friends. Andrew sharing it with his brother Simon. Philip sharing it with his friend Nathaniel. And Father, this morning, maybe many here who have been invited, invited to come along to a, a church service. And Father, we pray that we would all have enjoyed being together, singing together, joining together in prayer and gathering around your word. But most of all, that we would have had an encounter with you, Lord Jesus. That we would begin to see you as you truly are. That we would be excited about our faith. Maybe as we come this morning, Lord God, maybe we've come a little bit reluctantly. Maybe we've come with questions. Maybe we've come not knowing what the future holds. Maybe we've come and we've tried other things to try and satisfy our soul. And yet nothing particularly has. Lord God, help us to come and see. Come and look towards Jesus. And to find out if a relationship with him will bring all that he has promised. Will bring peace and joy and love. Will bring satisfaction for our soul will bring forgiveness from sin, will bring us life everlasting. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would make us bold today, bold to step out in faith and to come and to say. So Lord God, we ask that you would speak to us through your word today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> 